0: This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, we are now in a social media world that has both Twitter and threads, and it is being pitched as a head-to-head match with maybe advertising being one of the areas that could be a deciding factor in which company is the most successful. Pleasure to be joined once again by Pinar Yurderum, who is Associate Professor of Marketing and Associate Professor of Economics here at the Wharton School. Pinar, great to talk to you again.
1: Thanks for having me, Ben.
0: All right, so let me start, I guess, with your reaction to the rollout first uh, of Threads and the potential impact that it might have on kind of the social media landscape overall.
1: Yeah, uh, so for a while since the, the, the takeover of, of, um, of Twitter, we had been seeing a number of uncertain uncertain directions, uncertain moves that the company has been going in. And as a result, I think it wasn't a big surprise that there would be more competition coming into this particular space. Advertisers were uncertain and they were hesitating to advertise on Twitter, which leaves some money on the table and others will want to come into this space. But more importantly, users of Twitter were also looking for another place, another platform to, to migrate to. So in such an environment, it's not a surprise that we have other companies wanting to come and create an alternative.
0: It seems, though, that the people that have joined Threads, a lot of them are Instagram users. So it, it's it seems like it's moving one set of co- uh, consumers onto another platform at this point. And so I'm wondering if we can truly gauge how much new traction that Threads is actually getting right now.
1: Yes, I think if you ask me, I believe that uh, what Instagram has done was fairly um, smart in the sense that they created this platform or Meta as a family. They created this platform and they decided to launch it on Instagram as opposed to another platform as opposed to asking people to come download the app and just start their, kickstart their uh, use and experience uh, as an independent standalone app or trying to start it on on Facebook. Uh, one of the things, one of the trends uh, that is a challenge for Facebook is that younger people are, are gradually less and less active or less excited about the Facebook brand. And Instagram has come out as one of the, the more successful brands out of the Meta family in the past couple of years. What we have been observing especially is the younger people are carrying out, uh, they they are engaged, they are posting, but they're also carrying out more search activity on Instagram. So Instagram has this uh, this distraction. So as a result, with a smooth interface, which is exactly what Meta has managed to do, they were able to take those existing users and engaged um, user base and transfer them into another platform. So that's a really uh, big advantageous point in terms of kickstarting the experience on another platform. If you and I then tomorrow decided that we want to go into business and become a competitor to Twitter and wanted to start from scratch without any existing user base, without any knowledge of the these users in terms of data and their social network topography, we would have a hard time, very hard time reaching 100 million users in a number of days. So. Uh, That was a big advantage, and I think Meta has done this fairly well.
0: How do you think advertisers then perceive that move to kind of bring in all of these people from Instagram onto the Threads platform?
1: So right now, we don't have a clear monetization strategy for, for Threads, or they haven't announced anything, but it's clear, or at least it seems plausible to think that they will also go into the advertising route. And given that advertisers were moving away from Twitter or at least waiting, holding on with due to the uncertainty of the, the changes and the directions that were taking place on Twitter, seems like maybe the pie for Meta can grow uh, with the addition of this new threads platform. And on top of that, I think one thing that's Meta has done fairly well. They know targeted advertising. They have data on users and they've had this from Facebook, which really helped to make Instagram successful in terms of advertising and, and user experience. Now they can take that know-how and the existing advertising relationships and, and apply that in the future to Threads. So I think uh, there is the chance of cannibalization to some extent between these two platforms but there's going to be most likely some synergies that will help to make threads a profitable platform in terms of advertising.
0: Can, can, can both of them survive? Do you think larger scale, um, understanding that both will need to have success in the, uh, in the advertising landscape. And obviously it's still to be determined with Twitter, uh, since they brought on Lindy yacarino uh, who has a great background in that area, but, I I think that's obviously one of the reasons why she uh, was brought on, because of her background.
1: So when you say both, do you mean Twitter and threads? Correct. Yes. Okay. So it seems like uh, Twitter is also not sitting back and uh, letting things happen without any response. There was at least an announcement of revenue sharing and revenue sharing, or at least a push in this direction, which can be important what we will see, of course, uh, threads been successful in terms of getting the users on the platform, but right now, the, most users are multi-forming, as we call it. They are on both platforms, and they seem to be posting on, on, on each platform, maybe not exactly the same thing, but they seem to be using them simultaneously. That's most likely not going to last forever. At some point, one of these platforms will probably emerge as the winner, and users will to heavily use one platform as opposed to the other one. Um, but this period is going to be key in terms of seeing uh, exactly that, that decision of the users, which one of the platforms to stick with. And in that period, probably we are going to see some heavy competition. This might be in terms of uh, trying to keep user attention through algorithms, through content generation, by serving them exactly what they want or it might be like Twitter uh, seemed to be going in that direction. It might be trying to hold on to the content generators, especially the important content generators, give them something, give them incentives to keep them on board, and therefore maybe uh, try to reduce that migration to, to other platforms. I will we'll th- probably see.
0: I would think Threads really also has to focus on the consumer experience. When somebody goes on that Threads platform, because and, and all, you know, being open about this, I started a Threads account and, and it felt a little bit like Twitter, but a little bit like Instagram as well. Kind of a, a mix of the two. And so, I, I, you know, I don't think I don't think Threads has gotten to where they eventually want to go and see what the platform will be at this point.
1: So this is, of course, my take on it. I don't think the company officials have come out and said anything uh, to explain the design, the current design. But I think this was a deliberate effort to make the transition smooth. Because if you're moving on to a new platform and if everything is foreign, if you have to learn the features, that can be overwhelming, at least for some users. Making it very similar can be an advantage in some way in terms of, again, kickstarting the, the user activity and making them feel comfortable on this new platform. I think that was in in some sense a smart decision. But I agree with your take that I think when I look at threads too, I see something in between Twitter and Instagram. And not maybe a perfect copy of Twitter, not definitely not a perfect copy of Instagram. Um, I do think that it's smart for Meta to take the know-how and the existing understanding of consumer interest because they have. They've had these consumers on Instagram and 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 Facebook for a while. They understand what content keeps them engaged, what they want, who they want to hear from, uh, or what kind of content they want to hear about. So they are taking that knowledge and trying to make this experience better for for the Threads users. I think that's completely reasonable. One thing that has separated the two platforms, uh, it seems like at least based on the the statements from the the, the Meta um, uh, Instagram. Um, spokespeople. It seems like they want to not so much focus on news and political content, but more the perhaps content that you might be more likely to see on Instagram. That might be, again, creative content, um, architectural content, design content, fashion content, and so on. And that also seems to be, in in terms of starting, kickstarting the experience, perhaps a smart decision, because it will set them apart from all these ongoing debates about content moderation, polarization misinformation platforms social media platforms being the source of propaganda and and other criticisms that they are taking it this has been one of the the big headaches for Twitter for a long time and likes and they haven't even though they make statements they haven't exactly taken a very clear public position on on where they stand. Now, by avoiding some of that content, or at least um, to some extent, I don't know how much you can really avoid politics and and news. Um, People naturally talk about these. But by deliberately trying to avoid some of this content, I think Threads is also trying to separate itself and and reduce those headaches for itself uh, for the future, which I think is, again, an important uh, and a smart decision in terms of Keep starting the user
0: experience the the, the problem I uh, and it, it, correct me if I'm wrong this but it seems like the problem potentially then they might have is we get to next year in 2024 it's a presidential election year and we all know what we saw have seen the last few presidential cycles in terms of social media and whether or not threads wants to avoid that they may be brought into that one way or the other and I don't know how much control they may have to avoid it at that point
1: absolutely it's impossible almost i think to um, make people not talk about politics it's naturally happening they're interested in it and there are so many uh so many sub conversations that you can have related to to politics so there are things that they can do they can of course the the feeds or the the algorithms that serve your content they decide on what content you tend to see it in which order, how much weight to put on different topics. So algorithmically they could create modifications that perhaps reduce the amount of political content that one is exposed to. Uh I don't know if that's something that they want to, to do necessarily, but they have the the poss- they have the availability, the ability to be able to do that. Um, of course then um Comes other issues, uh, I think, in terms of next year, but this is most likely going to be a headache for platforms like Twitter and other places, which have taken a clear position to say, well, we would like everyone to talk their, you know, tell right. what they think and talk clearly without any filters their mind. Uh, so they are more likely to find themselves in the, the heat of the debate.
0: How much does potentially the ceos of these companies lead toward the failure or success of the platforms and you mentioned about you know some of the things that have gone on around elon musk uh, over the last several months but we can't forget that there have been issues around facebook as well
1: yes so big uh, tech in the, general you know, some
0: of the political issues yeah yeah exactly so i i mean i don't know how much trust of the ceos might play into if if any at all the success of, of these platforms moving forward
1: I would say CEOs tend to play an important role. Not always, but in this case, we have very prominent CEOs that have um, been very much in the public. They have been speaking, they've been making statements very frequently. Sometimes you see CEOs that are behind the scenes or they only show up when there's a new product release and so on. But in this case, we are seeing uh, CEOs who happen to be fairly involved, especially for Twitter, And perhaps some of those statements and the sort of gap between what exactly is being implemented on, let's say, Twitter and the frequency of those changes, the uncertainty that it creates. I think that's part of the headache uh, that Twitter is is experiencing right now. They uh, created an uncertain environment for users and advertisers. And of course, if you're an advertiser, if you're putting your money and you would like to get some return on it, you would rather go for a place where there's less uncertainty. So I think this experimental period of trial and error and doing it so publicly might be an important part of their uh, their problems. But given uh, how strong the personalities are here, maybe that's inevitable.
0: Pinar, great to have you with us. Thanks very much for your insight.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You got a Pinar Yildirim, who is associate professor of marketing and associate professor of economics here at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.